to the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Glad you're listening in this week. I am your host, Ben South, here with my good friend, Danny Smith. Danny, how are you today? Hey, Ben, I am doing good. Enjoying another uh, sunny day uh, where I'm at. And so it's off to a great start, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. I tell you, we are kind of in a topsy-turvy way here in Arkansas. It's been crazy weather the last couple weeks. And I know we always talk about weather. We had 70 degrees and snow and now we have storms. And I saw somebody posted today that it looked like a hurricane was coming through by the way the clouds were forming on the radars. I don't know what's going to happen around here. So it's, it's just been crazy. Yeah. You know, it is funny. Um, I think maybe inwardly we always wanted to be weather. Uh, what is that? A weatherman? Weather people, I'm not sure what the proper phrase is these days, but maybe maybe this is our weather person, weather human. We um, maybe this is our way of of, of, of really um, satisfying that longing to be uh, weather people. But yeah, you know, it, it, we're hitting that season um, where uh, people are starting to take advantage of a little bit better weather. Again, it's kind of topsy turvy. You never know what you're going to get. Um, y'all are getting close to hurricane season down there, and uh, we're kind of in that phase where we might get 10 inches of snow, but the two days after that will be 45 or 50 degrees, and so it kind of melts off pretty quickly. But, yeah, it's that kind of time. We talked about it the last couple of weeks, you know, vacation time, spring break season, and, you know, ministry-wise, I know there's uh, – when we were talking to Ryan Scantling, they were talking about taking – some college kids, uh, some places on spring break to do ministry. I know there's a lot of churches that will over spring break kind of fire up the church van and and maybe do some different events and different places. But, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about much on this uh, is what happens when things happen around us, such as rising gas prices, inflation. And this is by no means a political uh, podcast, but Hey, what happens when those things happen? Does that do anything to our church leadership? Does that do anything to our plans? Does it do anything to how we approach ministry? So, Ben, I thought, what a fun topic to talk about today. So, are gas prices rising where you are as well? Ours have gone up just slightly, a, a bit. Just slightly. Yeah, you know, I, it's, a, it's amazing how you can go to the pump uh, one day and go back later that day, not two days later, later that day, and... The, the price will be 15 to 20 cents higher. Now, I will say it's leveled out a little bit. Uh, we're not quite having the swings, but we're hovering around $4 a gallon out here, give or take uh, a few cents on either side. How about you? It's about the same here. We I've not filled up in a few days, but uh, last I checked, it was just under three under $4 in the three sixty three seventy range. Some places were right at $4, the more expensive stations. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, we're trying to go in on fumes and <laughs> go as few trips and do oh, you bet. Uh, yeah. as little as yeah. driving as kind possible. Kind of finding those, days. find those YouTube tricks about how to save gas money. And have you had folks in your church? I mean, I, I've got to imagine 
it's a topic of conversation prior to small groups starting up, uh, people standing in the foyer. I got to imagine it's a topic of conversation. Yeah, it is. People are talking about it, but, um, you know, it's one of those things. It's just life, and so you kind of have to deal with it. But I think one of the things we can kind of break down is some of these issues that are going to come from this into our ministries because the fuel prices, they're affecting everything. It's affecting how we live our lives as our families. It's going to affect our ministry as a church. So let's let's break down some of those areas that our ministry is going to be affected by the fuel prices and the prices at, at the pump because it's not just there that's going to be affected. It's a trickle down to everything else. Food prices are going up. All commodities are going up. And so it's going to be uh, an issue we're all going to have to deal with. In our ministry, we need to be prepared for this. And you, you hit on one of those things earlier, talking about spring break trips. Those are coming up, but summer trips are coming up as well. That's really going to affect your budget. You need to plan now for that and make sure you are budgeting extra because if you're going to somewhere that's a city or a more of a tourist location, most likely the prices are going to be higher than you're paying where you are now. So you need to budget extra. So it's going to really hit your bottom line for ministry budgeting this year. You're going to be possibly paying probably twice as much just for the fuel than you would have been six months, eight months, or a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got a fundraising uh, partnership development trip coming up at the end of this month, and we've already had to sit down and go, hey, which... In fact, it kind of even affects which vehicle we may drive on this trip. We've got uh, my wife's car that's a little better on gas, but it's a little smaller. There's five of us. You know, it, it affects every decision, even on uh, fundraising trips. And, you know, being one of the things that I think out of the gate, I would say is, and I kind of jokingly said this is not a political podcast. Most folks, when we have these conversations, tend to want to go that route. Um, they want to blame a particular person, a particular party, and, and it's easy to do. We live in that kind of uh, political atmosphere. But I think in terms of trying to address these issues realistically within our churches, we definitely want to try to avoid that spectrum, mainly because it's not really going to get us anywhere. Um, I don't know of many people that leave the foyer uh, of the church going, you know what, I'm not going to affiliate with that party anymore, even though they have their, their whole voting life. And I, so I think just kind of out of the gate, we want to make sure that that we just don't sit and gripe and complain, but we really just have to step back and go, here's what our budget is. Here's where prices have gone. So, so what can we do to adjust that? You know, is there a way that we can do this particular ministry activity that we were going to do? Can we do it closer? Can we do it in a different format? Again, if COVID taught us anything, it's taught us to be adaptable and flexible and while this isn't pandemic, these prices really are affecting families. I saw something uh, yesterday. I think it's like $300 extra a month people are paying for food and fuel. And just like you said, the trickle-down effect of that is going to be tremendous in our ministries. I mean, even think about giving. Think about the, the amount of uh, money that might come into your church. So maybe your budgeting was for a certain amount to come in this year. That could be affected, and we're not even at summer yet. We're talking about prices here in March. What will summer look like when those events maybe go into full swing? There's a lot of issues that go into why are the prices so high, but the truth is there's very little the average person can do to affect those prices right now in the short term. 
so to some degree, we're just going to have to live with them and adjust to them however we can. And it will affect your church budget, but it's really going to affect your families in your church, their budget. So how what is that going to mean? Well, they've got less discretionary money to spend because they're spending more on food, they're spending more on clothing, they're spending more on fuel. Those big ones, even utilities are going up. So they're going to have less money to spend on activities and ministries at church, things to do with kids, send them to camps. It may be you need to find the less expensive camp to go to so more families can go because it's going to put a strain on a lot of family budgets and you don't really want to put them into financial hardship to be involved in ministry. So they're going to have fewer discretionary funds. There's less money to go around. Um, So it's going to affect personal finances, which will in turn then affect ministry finances. I I anticipate most churches will kind of see a decrease in giving over the next few months. Uh, We saw through COVID, a lot of churches, the giving was sustained in some places that actually increased. I think this may be one of those things that may slow this down if we're just kind of forecasting. I hope not. I hope God's people will still be generous, but I, I think probably the tightening of the belts at home is going to require us to tighten our belts at, in, at the church and in ministry as well so that we aren't just stretching things to thin. There's less to spend. There's less money to spend at home. Therefore, there's less discretionary money to give extra at church. Um, and so it's going to put a strain on a lot of things. And, and then you even start thinking about things like mission trips. Well, that's going to cost a whole lot more. I mean, there's a whole lot of geopolitical things going on around the world that are going to be a burden, but airfare tickets are going to be much more expensive. Uh, the cost of getting everywhere and staying places is going to be a lot more than it was two years ago before COVID launched. So uh, we're really going to have to be aware of how the the fuel prices are going to affect the day in, day out, not just of the families and the homes, but also our ministries that awareness of what these prices and what this effect is going to have potentially. Again, folks tend to rise up in times like this to try and maintain not just their standard of living, but they're try to maintain their giving. But yeah, it, it affects so many, so many things that the church um, leadership is planning and praying. You know, we can't stop ministry. Um, but at the same time, we have to have some awareness that says maybe we're going to have to do this a little differently than we thought. And that's OK. Again, I think that's just been the theme of our ministry the last two years. I mean, it's just kind of this ongoing adaptation to what is happening around us. And uh, the church over time has has proven right to to navigate these waters and to navigate them well. But, you know, when there are less funds coming in for a family to use that less discretionary spending, yeah, I think just as church leaders, let's just be aware. If a trip's going to cost $150 a student, is there a way we can get that down to $100 a student? I think it's just trying to find um, very practical ways. Because one thing we don't want to do, we don't want a podcast like this just to be like, well, we got to be aware. You know, I think practically, just where can you uh, shave those funds from? Maybe you typically take this mission trip, take this church camp trip, take this kids ministry trip while also doing other things on top of that. So maybe we go, we really feel like camp is very, very valuable, very important. We don't want to steer away from that, but you know what? I don't have to uh, 
do this particular activity. I don't have to go and do these events. I can I can pull back here in order to continue because I guess that awareness leads to an evaluation of okay, what is going to be most important in our ministry if I've got to pull back something because of finances. Just evaluating um, what we're trying to get folks to to see and to grow. Uh, you know, we talked about this in another podcast about not placing unnecessary. Uh, expectations or demands. And I think this kind of piggybacks on top of that, where let's just evaluate what we're doing. Um, maybe uh, maybe there's there's funding that you can pull back from that, yeah, it'd be great to provide, and, and I'm just throwing out stuff. It'd be great to provide t-shirts for everybody in the church for free, but you know what? Maybe we could pull all that back because we really want to make sure this camp or this, or this uh, even things like the SBC conference in Anaheim, you know, the convention in Anaheim, you know, these things, What's most important? What can we do and where can we pull back? Yeah, and just coming out of COVID has taught us how to do that. We were talking before when we were recording this here in the weekend two years ago. uh, Right now is when everything started to shut down. We've learned how to prioritize. We've learned to determine, okay, what are the essentials? And so we're, we're well trained as ministers and leaders at this point, or we should be. To recognize, okay, these are the priority things. These are the things we can't cut. How do we need to shift other things in order to make them happen? Well, with fuel prices going up, costs skyrocketing on everything, inflation, uh, you know, fuel, fuel prices are as high or higher than they have ever been in the history of our nation. Well, we don't know, and they may still go up, is, is some of the word I'm hearing. We don't know what the max is what the top out of this rate is so we need to now begin preparing and looking saying hey we don't need to be operating like we're operating on costs from two years ago hopefully things will settle down quickly and it'll come back i'm not too optimistic for that but i i think this may be a new norm for some for some of this and we're going to have to adjust and make those adjustments and help our people make those adjustments and help them make priorities. You know, we are very spoiled in the West to think we need and deserve a lot of the things we have and do. The, the really privileges and the blessings and the luxuries we have in our ministries, in our homes, in our lives. We're very blessed to have those. And we don't have to have all of those things. We may think we do, but we really don't. And so this is a time we can even help our people learn to prioritize. We're going to need to prioritize in ministry. What are the essentials? What are the things we cannot get rid of? Do things in a more economical, more uh, cost-saving way as much as we can in ministry without compromising or or um, eliminating essential things. And then through that, we have a way of even teaching our families, hey, we don't all have to do these extravagant things. We don't always have to spend as much as we had possibly gotten accustomed to spending because we want to still want to stay faithful. We want to stay faithful in giving and obedience to God. We want to stay financially stable in our homes and in our families. And so it, it's an opportunity for us to teach our people and to lean into this opportunity and avoid the politics of it, but uses an opportunity to teach, okay, let's 
let's look at what is essential in our home. What is essential in our ministry? Because you know, we're going to have to drive, so we don't have a choice but to pay some of these high gas prices. We don't have the opportunity to go out and just, oh, I'm going to go buy an electric car. Not everyone can afford to do that. So we have the vehicles we have that require fuel, that require gas. Gas is twice as much as it was. We're going to have to pay it. It doesn't matter. We need to just help our people begin to think, okay, let's prioritize what are the essentials. Another thing we're going to have to do is this is really going to hit lower income, lower middle class uh, families the hardest because they do have less discretionary money. Uh, if you double the fuel budget, it takes a big chunk out of their income every month. And so we as a church also need to be able to say, look, we know it's being harder. We're going to help it more than we've been helping if we at all can know that uh, there are some families who are struggling to get along and to get by that this is just going to send them into a tailspin. Be ready to minister to those families as well. Not just what we can do in our ministries to uh, to prepare or to be flexible, but preparing the help. You know, families that may not normally ask for help, um, those folks may come to the church and be like, hey, normally I wouldn't ask for help, but because of gas and food, um, and, and we know that uh, that wages are not following, and hence the idea of inflation. There's this, there's this idea that you know we need to be generous as a church, um, that we need to put funds aside, or we need to make sure our budgets align with the fact that people who may not normally ask for help, they may be the ones that are coming to the church, going, "I'm not sure I can pay my rent this month. I'm not sure I can buy groceries this month." Um, it's uh, it's a challenge, and again. There are, I think it's an opportunity to teach as well. And, and I'm talking to the choir here. I'm kind of preaching to myself on this one. I think it's opportunities to let our folks know you can be a help. What are ways that you can share life together? What are ways that you can, um, you know, just be the body of Christ to your community, to one another, so that so that you can share expenses? Maybe there's um, older senior adults in the church who says, you know, normally I wouldn't pay for a kid to go to camp, but you know what? I'm going to make sure I help some of these younger families out. Maybe there's younger families looking at these senior adults who need to get the doctor's appointments, but on a fixed income, this gas prices or food prices now limits their ability. We can take them to a doctor's appointment. So I think preparing our people uh, to be the body of Christ in this regard helps them to see ministry opportunities around to share expenses, to share resources, to share help, because it's going to take everybody working together to kind of navigate these waters. You know, um, I think avoiding that political spectrum at all costs is good, but understanding that, hey, what can I do to help my brother and sister in Christ? What can I do to help my neighbor? What a great teaching opportunity uh, to show folks how to love one another um, as Christ loves us, just a, an opportunity to do that in these days. And and I don't know, maybe the Lord is continuing to, to teach, like you said, Ben, sometimes our churches, we get a little spoiled. We get a little spoiled with, with some of the luxuries. Maybe the Lord is using these seasons to go, hey, there's better ways to do ministry without having to have a large budget line item for it. There's ways that we can do this that's going to help disciple people to Christ and in Christ. That's the way we need to focus on this because the fuel prices are what they are. 
and getting on a political platform or soapbox and, and just lambasting the politicians one way or the other, or, you know, talking about greed or what, it's not going to change that. So instead of falling and leaning toward the negative and the, you know, the dis- depressing side of things, we need to instead move toward encouraging people in this time to look for ways to minister and to be the hands and feet of Christ and pull together. How do we do this as a church well? How do we love people through this? How do we help people through this? And how do we use wisdom in the ministry we do, the the things we try to do, the things we encourage our people to do, the things we ask them to give to and to come to? It, It just helps people see that, you know, we we work through this together as believers. Well, thanks for listening in and joining us on Chair 2 Leaders this week. I hope you find good gas prices wherever you are, and I hope they drop soon. But until then, let's be the hands and feet of Christ. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.